0: The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. We're just coming back from spring break, feeling fresh, excited, new episode today, um, special guest. Uh, it's going to be an awesome episode. First, let's get the introductions done. I'm Patrick, uh, Omni Premier Marketing and the host of Dental Brief. And today, my special guest is Eric Vickery of All Star Dental Academy. Eric, say hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Patrick. Hey, I'm, hello. Great. It's so good to have you here. I appreciate it. I know you're on California. I know you work with practices uh, nationwide. Let's kind of jump into that a little bit. Eric, how'd you get into dentistry? How'd you get involved in this, this industry?
1: Oh, good. Yeah, good place to start. So I started in dentistry in 1998. And I had a degree in business, was in banking, thought that was going to be my uh, dis- direction I was going to go. And my father-in-law is a dentist. And we decided, hey, come over here. I'm going to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to teach you how to run a business. And I went through you know, different continuums, especially you know, had some mentors in my life that I, I still have that are great, that I partnered with and really taught me the ropes in dentistry. And I fell in love with the systems, the process, the customer service and seeing other people succeed. So I started coaching offices in 2001, just three years into it. And I've been speaking all over North America since then and coaching offices all over North America and just really love this. For some reason, dentistry just really yeah. clicked with me. You know, it just really, really worked, it fit. It was the perfect ladder to lean up against the wall in I've really enjoyed the last 20 yeah, I'm years.
0: Also, I'm, I'm so glad that you jumped in. I'm so glad that you got the experience and you're going to share that today. Um, knowing that you're speaking to Dallas all over town, you're speaking events all over the country. country. Um, tell me, Eric, what are some problems yeah. that you hear Dallas talking about today? What are some challenges that you see facing? You know, of late, I think it's been,
1: there's such a, I mean, such, we could go all sorts of different ways, whether it's case acceptance or leadership training, culture development, hiring, how to find the right to people. At the end of the day, I think the bottom line has been the big challenge, meaning, do I have enough money left at the end of my month to pay for my team who, you know, rightly so, inflation hit, they're asking for a raise. You know, the cost of doing business has gone up. And so, how do we navigate that? And so, you know, historically, we've helped offices evaluate is insurance participation the right fit for you? Is accepting, you know, less than 100% hundred pennies on a dollar, the right fit for you. And typically we do that evaluation and, and you know, there might be a few plans that make sense but, you know, philosophically you could, you could challenge those too, you know, but for the most part, we, we do an evaluation for your PPO participation and look at it and say, well, here's the percentage of patients that are in your practice in this plan. And here's what that plan requires you right off. And the average, average typical number we see is about 42% and so when you look at a, a you know a practice that's heavily involved in PPO 100% it's got to behave a different way than a practice that is maybe 25% in network so i think helping doctors understand how to create more money at the end of your month to pay for those bills and to pay yourself and re- remove some of that stress is actually not as scary as you might think there's really not a lot of fear in that and so we help offices all the time I've done this for over 20 years. My father-in-law was the first right. one, first guinea pig that we help get out of network with insurance. Everything from, you know, the run of the mill insurance all the way up to the release only, you know, big insurance companies sure. out there.
0: You know, I, I it, this is a, is a, this topic, I think it, it might be the number one discussed to topic on social media and dental channels yeah. and forms and what have you insurance, reimbursement. Yep. And I think in, you're an expert in this, I'm not an expert and whether you should be a hundred percent feet for service or in network or out of network or what have you. But I, I do believe that mm. some practices are not ready to go a hundred percent feet for service. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So that's right. That's, yep. Absolutely so right. You got to reach yes. out to someone like Eric, um, reach out to an expert that has, um, expertise, right. um, obviously right. in this area to help you kind of navigate those waters. Yeah. Um, with that being said, Eric, What are some practices that you think are ready? What are some health health lines when a practice says, "Hey, this, this, and this," you are like, "Oh yeah, you're." What does that look like?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we we call them insulators. There are things that you have to have in place to make sure. So your KPIs. So we put a tracker in place first thing, and we teach the dentist and the team, if they want, how to understand their numbers. Everything from marketing, how many you know adult comprehensive exam new patients are you getting every month, and how do you Make sure that's being managed well. That means, hey, yeah, the, the website, SEO, all that's working, but is the phone working? And how do you make sure you have a great experience? We use the great call process at Allstar to convert that patient in through case acceptance to understanding open time to know how many patients do you have? And so we actually, then we'll, once once we have a good understanding of where the practice is, then we give them two different spreadsheets to fill out. One is very simple. It's, hey, every plan that you're in network with List out how many patients you have in there. We teach you how to figure that out compared to your active patient base and get a percentage of your of your practice. We will. I want to make sure everybody hears this. We will never, ever, ever recommend that everybody just go, all right, we're going to get out of network. Let's send a letter to right. all these people. That's yeah. suicide. <laughs> That's practice suicide. So we will take about 25% of the practice at a time and help you work through that. And the other side of it is, well, of those pra- of those insurance plans, which one are costing you the most money? And sometimes you're in a plan, you got 50 patients in and you're writing off 42%. You got to wonder, why am I in this plan? If that was a marketing company charging me on a per head basis, I'd probably fire that marketing company because they're not bringing any patients. Then you have to look at, evaluate, say, okay, do I want to go a a direction of how do I streamline my services to make sure I can afford to see these patients? Or do I want to go out of network with them? And I think what people have to understand is set Delta and Blue Cross with Shield aside for a second. 90% of the rest of the insurances, we have to understand there's different levels of participation. You know, you have HMO, which means you're just getting paid every month, hoping they don't come. You have PPO, which means you're taking that 42% hit. And then you have your UCR office fee. Okay. Most offices are in that middle tier saying, all right, I'm going to be in network with this because when that phone call comes in and they say, do you accept my insurance? I want to be able to say yes because if my admin team member says, no, I now lose that patient. So back to the insulators and how we work on the phone skills and understanding that when you're out of network with, I mean, you could rattle them off, Guardian, Aetna, Humana, Emeritus, Cigna, MetLife, doesn't matter. When you're out of network with them, the big misunderstanding is that the check's not going to come to me as the provider and they're going to pay less. So here's the analysis. If you're Fee for something, Patrick's $100 and it's a preventive service. We'll just use round numbers. I know that's a little bit low, but for a cleaning, $100. Okay. When you're in network, that reimbursement rate's $58 on average. When you're at, and let's say it's MetLife, you bill MetLife, MetLife pays you $58, patient pays nothing. Who feels good? I'm in network, relax. When you're at a network of MetLife, 90 to 95% of the plans will do this. They will be non restrictive, meaning they have in-network and out-of-network benefits. You'll see this breakdown of benefits. It'll say in-network, 100% preventive. Out-of-network, 100% of preventive. And they'll put an asterisk on there, MAC or UCR, whatever that is, meaning we have a ceiling. So if you're trying to charge $300 for a pro of course, you're not gonna get that covered. But here's what happens. I go out of network with MetLife. Historically, as the patient, you've been paying nothing. I've been writing off $42. Now you come in and for $100 pro I bill MetLife. And as an out-of-network provider, 90% of the time, guess what they pay? $100. They send me the check, they pay the whole thing, and I write off nothing, and the patient still pays nothing. And so we're trying to help offices understand that there is no fear with most of these plans. You don't have to sacrifice your business just because that phone call comes in and says, do you accept my insurance? Yeah, well, That yeah, makes I sense.
0: total sense to me. So... Outside of this is kind of a, a vague question. It might be a little difficult uh, for me to get out and, and for you to uh, understand. Um, what is the the number one reason why you see practices not succeed when they try to move from uh, insurance to a network or out of network it doesn't matter to what we would consider one hundred percent fee for service? What do you think the number one cause of failure is?
1: Now, I want to just address something: one hundred percent fee for service. There's a a cloudiness over that, meaning what we didn't get to was, hey, do you want to be completely insurance free? That's a whole nother level. That's another conversation. That's another phase as we go through this. And that would mean you come in, you pay me a hundred dollars. I submit your claim for you and they reimburse you directly. Now that would be what I would call fee for service, not out of network. All right. So the biggest mistake that we see is when clients come back to us and they say, I sent a letter to all my patients telling them that I was resigning from their network. The human brain cannot process the negative. You've heard yeah. this before, you know, don't think of a pink elephant and there yeah. it is. You tell someone I'm not in network with your insurance anymore. What's the general public going to say right away? I got to find a new dentist now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I just explained yeah. to you, the check's going to come here. They're going to keep paying for all of it. And that's the big problem. When you when you send written word, text message or whatever, there's so much communication that's missed. That's only 7% of communication. And so you can't really get into that conversation with them. So we teach how to have that conversation, put the insulators in place so that when you get to the other end, that fear is gone. You can you relax and know that, hey, I'm making the right decision. And you're actually getting feedback from every single patient as you have that conversation over six months, how you do it. So at the end of six months, you can go, you know what? I actually don't think it's a good idea for us to, pull the right. plug on this right or you can make the decision yeah. right now and
0: outside of the insurance conversation a little bit I think I think the, yeah so much or the, probably all actually financial issues inside of practice is the, the financial relationship between the, the, the patient and the practice come down to patient education. I like think the number one reason why clear line clear aligners via the mail, Um, or hate via the web Mm. took off was because doctors Mm. weren't educating their patients that, Hey, this is something that I offer in house. So they're looking to other alternatives. They don't even know their doctor does X, Y, Z procedure. Um, what, what kind of resources and tools do you have that you can help put in place to increase the amount of patient education that's happening all the way around a practice?
1: Well, again, I'm a big fan of the verbal communication over anything. Yeah. And I think you're, you're alluding to that with aligners and so the training that we provide, I would say the coaching that we provide is, I think it's tested and true. In 20 years, me personally, we, we have a team of seven coaches at All-Star. Me personally, I've helped over a hundred offices easily resign successfully with insurance. And I, I have had one out of that go back on Blue Cross with Shield. And he was in Lincoln, Nebraska. And that's the home of Anthem, Blue Cross Shield, there was a lot there. It was a big, big sure. jump. Recently, I just helped an office in Michigan resign from Delta, which is the second part of this conversation. They were 63% Delta and they were Premier, which is first tier. It's not PPO, but wanting to add an associate, they can't be Premier. They have to be, it was just creating all of this chaos. And we taught them how to have this conversation one-on-one with the patient over six months so that the patient actually has to pay 100% at the counter and then Delta will reimburse them directly. That's just how that system works. And did it with flying colors. They went from writing off $42,000 a month on average in this practice to writing off zero. They were producing $15,000 less a month and collecting $35,000 more a month. So the example would be, If you were to do 10, see 10 patients a day, right? You're getting paid for five of them while you see 10. In this system, we say, look, you're going to see eight patients now and you're going to get paid for eight. You're still going to be better off in the end. So that extra five or four that you're doing, that you're seeing, the worst case scenario, you just have to see four a day. You'd have four open hours and you'd still be making the same amount of money. So when we're talking about profitable, Every practice is different. This is not a cookie cutter system. We don't go, here's a manual. Here's what you say. Because we need to know what that practice is good at. What are patients coming to see them for? You know, how, how do they roll out the red carpet? What's their customer service like? If you don't have relationship with your patients and they are a transactional unit for you, then this right. will not work. So there has to be a bit of communication relationship and emotional intelligence is the relationship management section. That's where we do all of our coaching on this and it's it's got to be the focus so the, the training part of it the how-to is is simply a conversation that we teach the, the team to have every time the patient's in the office yeah okay. that does that totally answer your question 100
0: yeah, <laughs> percent. eric let me ask you this question you know you want to go yeah. fee for service right reasons wrong reasons i think some people just want to do it because they think it's cool it's kind of like a bragging type of right right some type of mm-hmm. pride type of thing but regardless of your reason for wanting to go fee-for-service in a busy practice right now, what's the timeline? How long does it it take from the time you you go, damn it, we're going fee-for-service to the time you actually pull the trigger? How long is it?
1: The moment you'd make that decision, you're at least six months away because every patient's coming into hygiene that you're going to have a conversation with. If you want to do it successfully, it is a marathon, not a sprint. I will tell you, there are emergency situations where we'll go, you have to get out. You're, you're financially in ruin. You're going to lose your business. You have to get out of these, boom, boom, boom. And we'll teach them how to have the conversation in the chair when the patient comes in. And, and that I've done that once or twice. It's, it's not great, but it's a marathon. And we're not, let's say, I don't know, 75% of your practice is deep into PPOs and it's costing you. We're gonna take 25% at six months, the next 25% at six months, next 25%. So you're 18 months from being completely out because you're never going to say, I'm going to take on all of this at once because it's too overwhelming for you. You're going to talk to 75% of your practice every single day in hygiene. That's too many conversations, too overwhelming, too draining burnout will happen. Two, there's a lot more risk in that. If everybody gets unhappy, you just, you just destroyed your practice if you don't do it well. And then lastly, You'd actually don't want to take too few of your patients. If you were just to take 5% of your practice and do it, you're not, you're, you're going to grow at 2% because of all that effort and you're going to waste all that time. Right. So we find that 25% is about the right number, give or take, a plus or minus of five. Now, I just told you a story. I helped someone resign when 63% of their practice was, was one insurance company, but that's the only one they were networked with. And that's the conversation that had to happen.
0: Yeah. Does that yeah, make that sense? Good. A pair of questions okay. for you coming up. Um, i'm gonna i'll fire out the first one uh all right the choosing someone to work with right so all Star dental academy guys yep. been around for a while tried to test it may not be yep. the right fit for all dentists of course right you know that as well as, uh, yeah um absolutely so how do yep. you find if you're looking for an expert what are what are three things that need to be on that checklist to make sure those boxes are checked when you're when you're looking to hire an expert to help you with that yeah so you're, you're
1: talking about credibility so what is your track record and credibility? And I'll use a saying that I I love. You're only as good as you can communicate. And what I mean by that is if you're a master clinician, you're phenomenal at doing clinical dentistry, but you don't know how to communicate that. Let's say you're a 10 communicating. I'm sorry, you're a 10 clinically, but you're a five at your communication level. Your patient's going to perceive your communication level at, a, at your clinical level at a five. So our, our job is to make sure that the communication process is clear, that you completely understand everything that's happening, what you're going to say, that you're going to practice it. Second, credibility. How long have you done it? Uh, what are your past clients saying about you? Can I talk to some of them? And then third, I would say is fit. Not only from a personality standpoint, but from a location standpoint, you know, time zones matter. So we have, we have coaches literally from Anchorage to Maine. So, you know, you, you want to work with someone who has experience in this, but also that your team will respond to. I had, had this conversation with a doctor yesterday in Texas and I've been working with him one-on-one for a long time and he wants me to, or he wants a coach to work with his admin team. And I said, well, it's me or probably this, this coach here and, and, and she's great. And he goes, you know, honestly, Eric, I, I think my team would respond better to her. I okay. said, that's awesome. Then, then use that coach. Just the point is use a coach to help you navigate something you've never done sure. before. When we've done it hundreds of times versus you what it's like the patient coming in saying, Hey, I pulled my own tooth out. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. There, yeah. And that, that same subject line, you know, I know that, um, working with highly skilled, uh, coaches isn't, uh, cheap, um, by any means, but oh, yeah. not working with them can be really, really expensive. Can you speak to that a little bit? So sure. You, and, and I guess- Speak to this listener, because I think we have a good amount of listeners that are like this. So you know, if you're a practice that's struggling right now, you're literally wondering why your hygienist is making more money than you are, right? That's, that's a scenario that's mm. happening today. We have this big boom throughout COVID things are kind of, there's some pain coming now, um, you know, if you're that person that they're just not making money and to work with someone to really help get them to that seven figure level is going to cost some money. What do you say to them? How do you kind of overcome that, that fear and that, that uh, dilemma?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's ROI. And, you know, I'm currently working with over 70 clients right now myself, which is too much, I'll admit. I'll be the first to admit. (laughs) So that's why we have a team of coaches. But when we're working with over 100 clients every month, you have to figure, well, it has to be affordable because the people who need our help the most are struggling. The person who's got, you know, plenty of money left in the month, this isn't resonating with them. So we have to have price points that allow anybody into the club let's say so what's amazing about all-star dental academy is alex nottingham and heather nottingham and larry gazardo they they created an online platform that allows you 24 7 access to training phone skills scheduling stopping cancellations and that's I, that's like 297 a month so when you have a price point that starts there it makes it really easy for people to feel like okay i can start building up my insulators Start getting some return on investment, and then I can move into something more intensive with a coach one-on-one. Our coaching, you know, you're you're only looking anywhere from twelve hundred dollars a month to two thousand dollars a month, depending on you know what you want. Our goal is to say, if I can't grow your practice four crowns a month, if I can't do that, then yeah, you shouldn't hire me. There's no there's no way. So we're always looking at look. You're at least going to double that money on the front end. Now, if you're keeping it will be the yeah. next question. That will be what, what we do. Our, our niche our niche is case yeah. acceptance. That's our niche, which means the patient is scheduling and they're keeping the appointment, they're not canceling. And all things in the practice are built around that schedule. So at the end of the day though, right now, the hot topic is, hey, how do, I, how do I afford everything that's going on right now? And when you look at insurance, you go, well, this is a huge glaring reason why that is, or it isn't. You might look at it and go, hey, this isn't my problem, right. it's
0: something else but do you have the tools to right. analyze that? Yeah. A lot of times it's right in front of you, right. And you don't mm-hmm. see it how about how that works. Um, yeah, Eric, I want to yep. thank you very much okay. for, for coming on the program and tell our audience to check out, um, website, all-star Check out the team. Um, Eric, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. all Our email addresses are just our names at all So Eric at all Heather, at allstardentalacademy.com would be a great person to email. She's phenomenal. She's one of the co-founders with Alex. So reach out to Heather or myself and we'd be happy to get you just talking with us on the phone and figure out what your struggles are, what your challenges are, and if we think we're the right ones to help you. Eric, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.